Welcome to an incredible word from Pastor Marcus Dunham, Associate Pastor here at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Well, guys, are you guys ready to uh, continue our series? Uh, Today is part two and prepared for battle as we were looking into the armor of God. And uh, I've really enjoyed studying this. And one of the things that um, in my study that I've come out, one, one of the things that I've pulled out personally is encouraging myself and to encourage you uh, to, you know, when you read the word of God, when you see the things that are being said, I encourage you to take what God says, literally, what, what the word of God says, and to really, to really look deeper into when, when the word of God says something that he 100% means that, that it is exactly that way. And when he says that there is a spiritual battle, there really is a spiritual battle. And that's, in, that's important for us to know because we do everything, you know, normal every day. We go to the grocery store. We go to work. You know, we raise our family. You know, we cook. You know, we do everything that we do every single day. But around us, there is a spiritual battle that is happening. And it's so important to know that God every day, his goodness lays and covers us every single day. We are in God's goodness. We are under his covering everywhere we go. Whether we know Jesus or whether we don't, his goodness continues to cover us. And that's amazing to know because the devil is very clear what the enemy wants to do in our life. But we are under God's covering. And so in part one, we talked about how there is a spiritual battle that is happening around us. And because there is, that, um, the word of God encourages us to be prepared for battle. And in order to do that, we must be strong in the Lord by the power of his might. And we do that by putting on the whole armor of God. And uh, through this series, we're going to talk about those pieces of the armor that are listed. But uh, the, the reason why we must put on the armor of God is because uh, it allows us to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. The devil, he wants to, he is trying to scheme us every single day. He is trying to manipulate us, trying to deceive us into believing something to pull us out from under his covering. You know, we are in God's covering as believers, but even for those who don't know Jesus, God's goodness is still over them. He is still good. He is, his will is still good for all people. It is. And, but the devil's trying to do whatever he can as believers to, to move us from under his covering so that he can have his way in our life as well. He wants to have full reign in our life just as God does as well. But the, the reality is that, you know, uh, Paul, when he's talking about the armor of God, you know, he is, he is writing this from prison where he is chained to a Roman soldier. And so he has a, a visual of a Roman soldier as he is writing this. And uh, a Roman soldier always had his armor. He was ready to go. He didn't wait for battle to commence for him to put his armor on, but instead he was always ready. And the same idea, as Paul is writing, God is encouraging us to 
be ready, not whenever temptation happens, not whenever, whenever the time comes where, where we're being deceived, but to be ready before we leave the house, to be ready and having the armor of God equipped then uh, before anything, uh, before we go into battle. And so um, we must put on the whole armor of God that we may resist the devil's traps. And uh, the pieces of the armor are the belt of truth, which, which is what we will be talking about today, the breastplate of righteousness, the boots of the gospel of peace, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So today we will be talking about the belt of truth. And uh, we find this in verse 14, as after Paul lists the reasons why we must have the armor of God, he begins listing them out. And the very first one he starts with in verse 14 is this. He says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Now, this, what he's talking about is the belt. He's talking about girding, uh, securing yourself with truth, a belt. Now, uh, right now I'm wearing a belt. Uh, many of you might be wearing a belt today. And when, when we're at home, just hanging out, you know, we, we don't necessarily put on a belt. You know, there's no need. But whenever we want to put ourselves together and we are ready to go out, we put on a belt to hold everything together, to hold what we have put together, our outfit, to hold it together. In the same way for a Roman soldier, there was a reason why he had a belt on. It was because it was... It, one of the purposes was to hold their armor together and to hold their tunic. Um, you know, in the Roman, you know, during the Roman Empire, during these times, people wore tunics, these large gown-like uh, pieces of fabric. I don't know. Um, it's, it was like a gown, but it was, and they wore it everywhere they went. But the moment that they were going to do something, if they were going to work, if they were going to need to, you know, they were need to get into action, there was something that they needed to do, they would tie a belt around whenever they needed to get around, whenever they needed to do something. And a Roman soldier was always ready, so they always had a belt on. They always tied together a belt, it wasn't a tie, it was a leather belt and its purpose was to hold his armor together and also to hold his tunic in place. It was important because he had to be ready for battle at any time. And, and he didn't want his tunic to get in the way so they would have that belt ready to go. And uh, also the belt was connected to his sword. That's important. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But his belt was connected to its sword. And also a Roman belt identified the soldier as Roman military. And that's important because the belt it, here in the armor of God is called the belt of truth. And it's very important that truth identifies a believer as a born-again Christian. You, you as a Christian should be, you are, you, are, um, you are identified with truth. 
Whenever someone looks at you, whenever somebody comes into your life, you have the truth inside of you and with you. You, Someone who is coming into your life, they should recognize that there's something different about you. And it's because you have the truth in your life. You are characterized with truth. And a couple other things. Truth, just as the belt the belt of a Roman soldier held everything together and tied everything together. Similarly, the truth holds the armor of God together, but it also holds everything together in life. The truth does. Truth holds everything together, especially when it comes to the armor of God. I don't think that it was an accident that the truth was listed first. I think there was a reason for it. And also, truth is connected just as, the, just as the, the, the belt was connected to the sword of a soldier, okay, truth is connected to the word of God. And as we see in the armor, the sword of the spirit is called the word of God. And the sword of a soldier was attached to the belt. And uh, the belt, in the same way, the belt of truth is connected to the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. But that's the imagery that he gives. And so the the belt of truth, truth is very important when it comes to us being prepared for the enemy's attacks in our life. We must have the belt of truth which holds everything together. So what is truth? Because a lot of people in our culture, we live in a culture today where many would say that truth is your truth. That what you believe for yourself, that that is truth. And they will encourage you to celebrate it, that you celebrate your truth. They would also say that truth changes. That depending on what is accepted by culture and society, that that right there is truth. But I would argue that both of those definitions and any other definition fall short of what truth really is. A few things to note about truth, and then we'll talk about what the truth is. A couple of things to note about truth is that truth is reality. Truth is reality. It is not your reality, but it is reality itself. There is a such thing as something that is reality. Regardless of what I think, regardless of how I feel, gravity is real. It is truth. And if I imagine I can fly and jump off this building, you guys would, would, would be very troubled by that. Because we all know what's going to happen. Regardless of what I think, regardless of what I believe or how I feel, if I jump off the building, gravity will take, will take its course and I will fall straight to the ground. And that is because truth is reality. And Truth, your truth, and your reality does not equate to the truth. Another thing is that truth, uh, another thing about truth is that it is what God establishes. Only God can establish truth, and He has established truth. In other words, we can discover the truth, but we can't create it. My truth has to line up with His truth, and if it doesn't, then what I believe is not reality. It is not true. 
And truth is also absolute. In other words, truth cannot change. Whatever is absolute doesn't change. And God's truth is absolute. It doesn't change. It is not subjective. Based on what I imagine to be true, regardless of what I think, it does not change what is absolute, what is, what is sure. God's truth, what he has established, what he has said is truth, will not change because it is absolute. And because truth is reality, because it's established by God and because it's absolute, truth informs us of what we should believe. It will always inform you of what you should believe. When you hear the truth, when you establish what is true, it informs you of what you should believe because it is true. It's the truth. It's reality. And you know what? The devil, he can't change the truth, and he knows it. He cannot change what is true. He can't, and he knows that fact. He cannot change the truth, but he can change what you believe to be true. He wants to try to change what you believe to be the truth, what you believe to be reality. That is what he wants to do because the opposite of truth is falsehood. It's lies. The opposite of truth is deceit. He wants to try to manipulate and try to deceive us into believing something that may sound good, that may look good, but it's not the truth. That is what he's trying to do. He can't change the truth, but he wants to change your perception of the truth. That is what he did in the garden. It's what he tried to do when he tempted Jesus, and it's what he still does today. Truth is absolutely necessary. The truth is absolutely necessary in order to stand against the devil who is the father of lies because he is using deceit to lure us away from the truth. But if we know the truth, if we know it, then we can't be deceived, right? If we know the truth, then something that is not the truth, if it's presented to us, we know that it's false. We know that it's not real. If we know the truth, then we will be set free from the devil's attack. That is something that, that sounds familiar because it's something that Jesus said in uh, John chapter 8, verse 32. Jesus says that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, obviously, Jesus is speaking about us placing our faith in him and we will be set free from sin. But it is true that sin is simply deceit. You, and so when you know the truth, then you will be set free. To know, the word know here is the word gnosko in the Greek, and it means to abide. To abide means to live or to take residence in, to, to, to live in. And, and so in other words, to know the truth, if we know the truth, 
it means that we are abiding in the truth. It's not a mental knowing, it's a living, it's a life, it's an experiential. That if I know the truth, meaning that if I live in and live out the truth, it's not simply me just knowing about the truth, knowing about what the Bible says, but it's about what I am truly living in. It me, it's, it's, it's based on what you believe. It's not what you know, it's what you believe. And you can break that word believe into be live. In other words, what you believe, you will be living it out. You believe, you be live. So when we know the truth, then we will be set free. So the question is, what do we need to be set free from in this context? It is deceit, deception. If we know the truth, if we live in the truth, then we will be free from deception. As, as simple and as plain as it's laid out. Because the truth cannot change, it is absolute. And the devil cannot change the truth, but he can change what we believe to be the truth by deceiving us. If we know what is true, if we believe the truth, then we cannot be deceived, right? So the question is, what is the truth? Because we have to know the truth, and so we won't fall into deception. So what is the truth? Well, Jesus spoke about it. Jesus says in John 14, 6, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he also says in John 17, 17, he says, Lord, sanctify them with truth. Your word is truth. So which one is it? Is it Jesus? Is it the word? Which one is the truth? Well, I would argue, according to the gospel of John, they are one and the same. In John 1, 1, he says that the word was with God and the word was God. The word was God. And then he also said that the word became flesh. So Jesus being the word of God, the word of God, simply the truth. What is the truth? It is the word of God. If we know the truth, if we know the word of God, if we live in the truth, if we live in the word of God, we believe it and live it out, we will know the truth and we will be set free from deception. A soldier's belt was connected to their weapon. It allowed them quick access to it when needed. And in our spiritual armor, we too have a weapon called the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And in the same way a soldier's belt was connected to his sword, truth is connected to the word of God. Truth is found in the word of God. It is established in the word of God and it is found in the word of God. So knowing that we must put on the belt of truth, arm ourselves with truth, arm ourselves with the truth. How do we arm ourselves? Number one, I would say we must engage the word of God. If we want to arm ourselves with truth, to be ready before we leave the house, to be ready for deception to come our way, because it will, it will. 
For us to be ready, we must, we must engage the word of God. We must go to the word, open up the Bible, read it, and get it in our hearts. We must obey it and live it out. Allow the word of God into our hearts. And it's, it's simply not, it's, it's not just opening up and just reading it and then walking away and forgetting what it said. That's not, that's not what he's talking about. It's believing it. It's believing it, really believing it in living that very thing out. It's better for us to read just a few verses and meditate just on those few verses than to read a whole chapter and not know what we read. But instead to get it in our heart, chew on it, ask God, how can I walk this out? Lord, help me to walk this out, get it in my heart, to know it is the truth. The word of God is the truth. A lot of people are seeking the truth. People seek out in many different ways trying to find the truth, but we have the truth right here in the Word of God. Whether it's in, whether it's in the Bible that's sitting on your desk or whether it's in your phone, my phone's actually right there. Your phone, you can download the Word of God right there on your phone. And before we leave the house, we have the truth in us so that when the devil comes, we know the truth so we know we can't be deceived. Because the devil wants us to believe that by giving in to sin, it's not going to hurt anybody. I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. You know, you deserve this. You deserve it. You deserve, you know, go, go, go ahead. Listen, nobody's going to know. It's not a big deal. All he's doing is trying to deceive us to believe that it is true that it's okay to do this. That it's not going to harm you. It's not going to be a big deal. God's going to forgive you. It's okay. He wants to change what we believe to be the truth whenever the word of God, when we know the truth, and it, let, us, let us take it as what it is, that it really is the truth, the word of God. We must engage the word of God. We must confess the word of God. There comes a time where we must confess and remind ourselves what the word of God says. It's renewing our mind that we take the word of God in our hearts and then we repeat it to ourselves, remind ourselves what the word of God says. It's important to remind ourselves what the word of God says about us, what he says about God, what he says about other people, that we recognize and we remind ourselves, confess the word of God. And then thirdly, stand on the word of God. To stand on the word of God is to take a stance on the word of God that you are going to believe it no matter what. You're going to believe it regardless of what other people say, regardless of what you are seeing around you. It's like in an argument, you know, when you have your stance and you are, you are bound to say, you know what, I'm winning this argument because I'm right. We've all been there. We take a stand on our position. And it's the same way we could take that same stance when it comes to the word of God, when it comes to truth, that we are not going to bow down, but instead we're going to believe that the word of God is true, that it is the truth. We arm ourselves with truth, put the belt on, put the belt of truth on by engaging the word of God before we leave the house, getting it in our hearts, reminding ourselves of it, and taking a stance whenever we, whenever we see the opportunity. So that is, the, that is the belt of truth. So a few takeaways. Number one, let us remember that truth is absolute. Truth 
is absolute. It is absolutely true. Truth is reality, and it cannot change regardless of what we believe, regardless of what we think, regardless of how we feel. It won't be changed. The Word of God does not change. It was true when, it, when God first said it, and it's still true today. God's Word doesn't change. It is reality. And the devil knows that he cannot change God's word, but he wants to change. He can change, and he knows, and he's trying to change our perception of the truth. Therefore, we must know the truth. We must know the truth. Get it in our hearts. It is absolute. Number two, truth sets you free from deception. We must know the truth because it will set us free. It will keep us from being deceived. Let us put on the belt of truth before we leave the house to be ready for the spiritual battle that is happening around us. And that spiritual battle, is its goal is to have full reign in your life. God wants full reign in your life, but so does the devil. Let us be ready by having truth armed with the word of God in our heart. And then number three, live out the truth through the word of God. Since we have the truth, let's believe it. Let's be live it, be living it out. Let us live out that truth, walk it out every day. And as we do it, people recognize that you're different. We have the truth. And there are so many people who do not know Jesus, and right now they are headed the wrong direction. And when we have the truth and when we are living it out, when we can share with others and they see the truth, they'll have a chance to have their name written in the Lamb's book of life. Listen, that is a reality that we will spend eternity with God in heaven. The last thing we want, not even for our worst enemy, even our worst enemy, we, there, there is nothing worse than for them to be separated from God eternally. Let us live out the truth so that people can see the truth in us because we may be the only person that they know that knows Jesus, that truly knows him and is walking it out. Let us be ready for the battle for our soul, but also for those who don't know Jesus. Let us live out the truth. And we do that by engaging the word of God, confessing the word of God and standing on his word. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for the word of God, for the truth. And Lord, I just pray, God, that we would embrace it as that very thing. Lord, that we wouldn't look to it, God, as, as just something for Sundays and Wednesdays, but Lord, that we would look to it to arm ourselves every day with the truth, to arm ourselves every day with your word. God, that we may not be deceived by the devil, Lord, that we may not be deceived Lord, by demons, God, and by their agenda, but instead, Lord, that we would stand firm, Lord, in the truth, that we would know your truth. Lord God, I pray, Father, uh, uh, God, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would remind us every day when we wake up, God, to, God, to open up your word and, God, and to get it into our heart, Lord. God, that we may be prepared, Lord God, that, um, God for the enemy's attack in our life. Father, we thank you for it, Lord. God, help us, Father, Lord, to arm ourselves with truth. 
In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say amen. Thanks again for joining us for this dynamic message from Pastor Marcus Dunham. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastors and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.